Awesome. Well, welcome back to the SDR Handbook podcast. We have DeAndre Porter this week, who's the senior go-to-market manager at Brex, where he leads the sales development portion of the company. Um, he's also uh, was a sales development manager at Delphix um, and has a lot of interesting takes in the space. And we're lucky to have him on the show. So appreciate you coming on today, DeAndre. Thanks for having me, Taylor. Awesome. Yeah, so I guess um, obviously being at Brex, you know, out of all the companies that we've had on, I would say Brex is definitely at least personally one of my favorite having on. I, I've known about Brex for a long time, so definitely was really excited to have you on and to speak about how you guys have gone to market um, and how you guys focus on that. So I'm just curious, um, having helped build the go-to-market strategy um, when it comes to the sales development side, within Brex over the past little bit here. Um, I'm curious what you think it takes to be as successful as Brex has been um, as a company. And what did your team do to be able to be so successful? Yeah, really great question there. So um, when, when it comes to looking at a go-to-market team, I think it's important to look at a few different things. One is, and I think it's the, most important thing is understanding your custom customer base thoroughly, right? Um, who are the prospects? Who are the customers that we're reaching out to? And then also, do we have a compelling value prop as well? I think those two particular things are extremely important. Once you have those things in place, um, this is where it's almost like a gut check, right? Where you have to look yourself in the mirror and say, do I have a capable, efficient sales and marketing team? And am I creating a clear process, more so a turnkey process for customer acquisitions, retention, and then also expansion as well? Um, I think those four things make a very successful go-to-market team. Um, and then the cherry on top for this would be close alignment between the product team, the sales, and then also the marketing team as well. If you're able to master those five individual things, uh, more than likely you will have a very successful GTM strategy. Okay. So it's like, uh, it's very much, you have to have a lot of things aligned, obviously, um, from we're saying those five different pillars, like making sure that they're all on the same page, doing well, the team's like selling the product to the extent that you need to, to be able to expand. And I guess at the end of the day too, like having a, having a great marketing team that's able to really push the problem or the solution that you guys have to the problem that you're fixing as a company, right? Cause you guys are solving a great problem for um, within FinTech for businesses. Um, yep. And I guess that that's great that you kind of, go over those five pillars and, and it makes a lot of sense, which is really hard to do. Like having those five things in place is, is not an easy task by any means. No, it's not. And there's often times where like we may need to overcompensate in other different areas, right? They kind of cover some potential gaps, but I think the understanding amongst the entire organization is this is just one family. And so one of the things that we talk a lot about at Brex is one Brex and you know, sometimes you may have to wear multiple hats, right? But the overall goal is one Brex, uh, uplifting, not just from an individual standpoint, but from a business standpoint. 
And is there, so when I hear that, is there, it sounds like there's a lot of communication between the different teams that make that possible. Um, is that the case for, for you guys? Yes. Um, and that was something that um, stood out to me in my first couple of days here at Brex was um, over communication very is is very huge here and you know uh, we have recordings on qbrs from other meetings that at other organizations i would never be a part of but if i would like to learn a little bit more i have access to go listen in on some of those conversations um, and then also we heavily documented everything here at brex as well and so i could read you know almost anything as it relates to strategy, if I need to. And so when you say the strategy, is that including like other teams and what their strategies are? So you're able to like poke and see like, what is what are the rest of the teams doing? Or is it all just a unified thing all put together? Yeah, yeah. So we, we have, we document things in Big Rocks. Okay. And so we, have, we do have the ability to understand what is the strategy from a product marketing standpoint. So, yeah. That's good to think about is like an SDR coming on um, to a company, being able to see that is huge because one thing that we're going to, we're going to talk about here in a sec is about being able to scale. And obviously Brex has been able to scale as a company, which is very hard to do, especially in the sales department. I've seen a lot of companies fail really badly at scaling, um, and don't do it right. And it seems like Brex has been able to do so. And obviously you guys are even hiring for, for SDRs right now. Um, and I guess speaking to that point, like how, has your team been able to do that so successfully? And it seems like the team hasn't, for the company as a whole, when it comes to the sales org, it seems like it's doing very well. So I'm assuming you guys have been able to do um, the scale portion well, even on the SDR side. So what, what should teams look at that and say, we need to do, do that? And what maybe should teams that aren't doing it, like what, what do the teams normally do wrong when they're trying to scale? Yeah, so I think the most important piece uh, to scaling is hiring the right folks, right? Mm -hmm. And I think everyone knows that, but really look into the process of how do you identify the right folks for the business. And so I even, you know, when I stepped into this role, I had to take a step back to even, you know, had conversations with my recruiter to understand what questions are we asking? You know, we have a very... Um, some would say long. Um, I think it moves pretty quickly, but we have a five-step process, right? Which is involves speaking to the recruiter, a hiring manager, and then also a panel uh, panel interview with two individuals. And then also the last step is a value, which is typically with one of our ELT members. And so um, I think it's really important to identify the right questions. And then also as a team, really hone in on what are, are the key um, indicators for our top performer rep as well. And so that was number one. And then number two is, all right, we have these people in seats. Um, how do we make sure that this talent is growing effectively? And it brings me to my next point, which is enablement. And I'm not speaking more so towards the enablement that our sales enablement team put together, but as a leader in the organization, I think it's really important to really lean into ongoing enablement, right? So I'm thinking three, six, nine, 12 months into this role. Yeah. What does the training look like? 
you know, um, and then the trick, here's the trick. The trick is how do you mirror that ongoing enablement with their overall goal of the business mm -hmm. and then also their overall ambitions of the new SDR as well. Mm -hmm. You have to marry the two to make sure they're in lockstep. So when we have those times where, you know, maybe the SDR doesn't see the business goal, they can see what their personal ambition goals are. You know, you, you mentioned that you want to be an SDR manager. This is our reason for moving forward. You mentioned you want to be an AE. This is our, our, our reason for moving forward. So I think those are two important things. And then also <clears throat> creating a culture of collaboration, learning, right? I think that's extremely important. Um, having a process and systems in place with scalability in mind, also important. But then also maintaining some flexibility and some agility to adjust your strategies as well based on new learnings and changes in the market, right? So a great example of that is the introduction to artificial intelligence, right? I think those are extremely important. Yeah, I, I want to latch on to that one point you mentioned about SDRs. Obviously, you need to manage this factor of like these SDRs have their personal goals, but then as an SDR manager yourself, you have goals that come from the team and from the whole company that we need to reach. And so you need to align like these SDRs personal goals with the company goals and then also your own personal goals and then the team goals of the whole SDR function. And there's so many things going on, which kind of I can only imagine for a lot of cases really hard to manage because you want to make sure that you're keeping your team happy because that's your, your team, that's your, your tight knit. But you also have to manage like there's a whole company wide goal and we're trying to go somewhere and making sure that they're all aligned um, as much as possible because you obviously, you know, you don't want a ton of SDRs leaving and then and whatnot or the team feeling like it's not, that everyone's not aligned. So I can only imagine that's a very tricky thing to do, especially when you're scaling and, and growing and wanting to keep that momentum um, and not lose people along the way that are really good people. Yeah, you know, it is it is very tricky to do. That's why it's so important to understand everyone's why. And I, I know we hear that a lot, but like, I think that's really important that we need to understand our whys. And a, a good leader can tie that into the business goal. And I think an important why, well, I think a common why that we hear a lot from SDRs or anyone transitioning to sales is, you know, um, you know, they, they want to provide a better life for their family, right? Which in lines with, you know, um, having a higher compensation, right? And so I think those are pretty, pretty normal, but the ones where money isn't necessarily important, whereas um, a little bit more so on based upon um, giving back or maybe, um, Focusing on things that make the world a better, better place, those can be a little bit challenging, but I think ultimately it dials back into the work that we're doing. And the way that I look at initiatives for my team is two buckets. One is how can I make their day-to-day -day activities a lot easier? And then two is how can I make the customers and the prospects that my team is reaching out to how can I make it easier for them to understand the value of when it comes to Brex? If I, my initiatives align with those two buckets, 
then it's just going to be a better quality life for my team. So. Well, yeah, that's such a great, especially on the side of like they have their personal ambitions, whether that's for their family or their compensation goals. And it's a good transition in the sense of like, obviously where, you know, they, they don't, some people say we're not fully in a recession. Some people say we're in a recession. Obviously things are definitely, you know, we're down for a bit. Maybe they're on the come up, um, back up for, for tech um, as a whole now. Um, but I'm curious, a lot of teams found it hard to be motivated during you know the past year and a bit, um, being in a more of a downturn. And I'm not sure if your team's been hit hard um, by the recession at all, but I'm, I'm curious how you find, how do you keep your team motivated during times like this and um, make sure that even though they have these personal goals um, and maybe they're maybe not making as much money because they're not able to book as many meetings or whatever the case is, you know, how are you keeping your team motivated during the, a time like this? Yeah, it's tough, especially yeah. now more than ever. It's definitely certainly tough, even from, you know, some of the top performing companies. Mm-hmm. I think the one thing that we all can appreciate is just clear communication, yeah. right? And I think that's the most important piece today more than ever is just clear communication from leadership about, you know, the goals of the business, the situations, the plans, etc. I think those are extremely important. And then all this, also the second piece would be the winds are a lot different now in this economy, right? And so they're, they, they may be a lot smaller than what they used to, but we need to do a better job of recognizing those wins and appreciating our team efforts as well. And so uh, recognition, uh, showing appreciation whenever you can as a leader, I think those are extremely important. One of the things that I've done here at Brex is I've created a morale committee and we call that a vibe tribe. And so they offer multiple, uh, various different values for Brex, but a few things I wanted to highlight. One is just consistency as it relates to being open and transparent with our communication. Um, and then as a, as, a, as an STR organization, we take ownership of our recognition and appreciation as well. And so this Vibe Tribe is, Vibe Tribe is uh, involves other SDRs that are part of my team as well. And so they take the ownership of kind of creating this uh, amazing uh, collaboration, serious uh, innovator culture that we have on the team. And so they also encourage the team to kind of do these virtual events as well. Uh, we're looking at wellness initiatives. So not just physical initiatives, but also mental wellness as well, which is extremely important nowadays. Um, they take ownership of personal development. So we often invite other parts of the business to come and have a quick chat with us um, as it relates to, you know, what does your day-to-day look like? You know, what are the steps that someone needs to take to maybe potentially uh, step into this role, things like that. And then also probably one of the things that I love the most about it is just this two-way feedback mechanism that we have. So after each event, after each month, after each quarter, um, we push out a survey um, and it creates an opportunity for the team to kind of voice their opinions, their concerns, their ideas. Um, and all of this helps me as a leader, right? Um, so I think to sum things up, continue to be, um, have clear communications with leadership, um, 
make sure you have regular recognition and appreciation and also enable your team to kind of create this culture as well. So. Uh, yeah, that, that's awesome. I love the, I love the vibe tribe. Um, and I, I love the, I, it, I come back, I, I think we're coming back to the, what you said at the beginning, which was around this um, aspect of communication. And it sounds like that's a big piece of what your team's doing with, with Brex. Um, and not just in, it seems like from those five pillars and from the go to market side, but it seems like even within the smaller pieces of the teams, um, communication is, is a huge thing. So, um, I, I love that. Um, and, and speaking on those five pillars and maybe this brings it back to that, but I'm, I'm curious when you're looking at a go to market team, um, what who needs to be on a go-to-market team to make it successful and, and what do those functions look like? And maybe that brings it back to the five pillars and maybe we dissect that a little bit more, but uh, I'm curious what that looks like and what, what you think um, goes into that. Yeah. So um, the go-to-market team is going to involve your sales team, right? All very different channels from clients, sales exec to customer success, all the way down to our marketing team, um, even including our brand team as well, and then also our our product team as well. Okay, so okay, so product and then your SDR team, and and your team is the SDR function fall under sales or marketing within in Brex? Uh, so it falls under marketing. Okay. Awesome. I, I hear that a lot um, with teams. I guess it, it's always pretty much. Uh... Yeah. I mean, the last couple organizations I've been a part of, um, it's almost been like a, um, a swing back and forth. I think my last organization started under sales, went to marketing, then went back to sales. And I think before I got here at Brex, the SDR department was under sales as well. And so. Still trying to find the right footing, but um, I think naturally it just makes sense. I like to look at SDRs as being the sales reps for marketing, okay, because yeah. they're leading a lot of the top of the funnel initiatives. So, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, and one thing you kind of alluded to before, which was AI, um, and I, I'm so I'm curious. Like, do you think AI helps totally revolutionize go to market? Or does it make it just a bit better for the salesperson to be able to do outreach? Like, is it, you know, revolutionary in the sense that it's taking over, you know, an SDR's job? Or do you think that, hey, it's going to make my SDR 30% better or 40% better in their day-to-day um, instead? And it's not some something that's going to totally take over. Because we have heard, you know, some people say that, you know, at, at this point or in the future, AI would be able to just totally take over an SDR's role. Um, so I'm, I'm curious from, from your perspective, um, and how you alluded to it before, what, what that sort of looks like and what your thoughts are. Yeah. I feel like that's a very important topic nowadays, right? Is okay. what is AI in the work? You know, how does it play a part? Uh, and so it's a sales organization. So I think AI has a lot of potential, potential to enhance G- GTM strategies, right? I don't think it necessarily revolutionized them outright, but I think, like you mentioned, 
It can help automate, optimize tasks such as lead scoring, segmentation, customer segmentation, personalized outreach, um, and then also kind of predicting customer behavior. However, I do think the human element remains essential for understanding customer needs, building relationships, right? Uh, making strategic decisions. And these are valued more based on um, the product that you're selling as well, right? If you're, I mean, if you're selling something that you could potentially swipe your credit card and purchase, then maybe not as much as far as building a relationship, but like we're, we're speaking more so, more, more so about mission critical items, right? Things where they have a dollar amount north of 150K, like, I think the, is the human element is going to be extremely important. And so one thing that I do typically see um, with AI now is just it's going to create a lot of noise and making it harder for our customers to hear us. And I think it's going to lead more into customers now appreciating a human touch point. Right. And so, um, you know, some of the values I see from a human touch points, I think one is empathy and communication, right? Yeah. Um, I think that's extremely important. Um, augmentation, not necessarily replacement. So using the AI tool to optimize your team's time a little bit better, mm-hmm. uh, allowing them to focus more on creativity, strategic relationship building activities. That's value as well. Um, and then also like identifying key t- customer touch points where, um, for example, like handling objections, navigating complex negotiations, right? Yeah. Um, difficult issues for, with a customer. I think those are never going to be replaced by AI. So makes makes sense. I think that to be on that human touch point, it'll almost make human connection more. You know, valuable in that sense when it comes to sales, and instead of being inundated with, you know, AI-based selling, maybe through marketing or, you know, through email. I know email has been getting very convoluted with, you know, AI tools now. Um, at this point, yeah. um, it'll just make that human connection or that human touch possibly more, you know, more valuable in, in what you're saying um, when it comes to to that. But. Um, that's a great, great insight into where you think that that's headed. Um, but I think, you know, I, one of the biggest takeaways I think from this is, is talking about that communication and having authentic communication with your team and um, helping scale that way um, is a big portion and, and talking about those five pillars and being very knowledgeable about what each team is doing and, and being aligned in that sense. And I think anyone that has listened to this podcast and is in a SDR manager or, you know, an SDR thinking about being an SDR manager in the future, or anyone listening to think about their org and how they could maybe make, you know, adjustments to what they're doing in case they aren't doing things like this to the level they could be. Um, I think this has been a super valuable episode um, for you. So I really appreciate you coming on DeAndre. Um, I think this is going to be you know great for anyone listening um, in those positions. Um, and yeah, I really appreciate it. So I just want to, you know, hop, you know, get, put you on the hot seat for a second, tell anyone, you know, where they can find you and any, uh, you know, last piece of advice or anything that you think you haven't been able to say 
um, in the podcast so far that you want to want to get out, I'll toss it over to you. Yeah, I pre- Taylor, I appreciate you for having me on as well. And this has been an awesome opportunity for me. Um, like Taylor mentioned, I'm one of the SDR managers at Rex, in particular on the enterprise and strategic function. Um, so if you guys ever just want to reach out to me for advice or um, just for a quick discussion, feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn. And I think any advice I would have, you know, with with link well with SDRs being a, a pretty big topic with a lot of uh, introduce of new talent into the fold, I think some guidance around selling yourself is extremely important, right? Because I think if anything, if you're a sales rep, the one thing that you should be able to sell is yourself to a manager, yeah. right? And so. Um, really sit down and, and understand your why, create a compelling story, and sell that to the, to the, to the hiring manager. That would be my advice to the people. Awesome. That makes sense. You can't sell yourself. You know, you're not going to be able to sell, sell a product. So I love that. Um, well, yeah, once again, appreciate you having on, and, and thank you so much. Absolutely. Thanks, Taylor.